The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. When I was working in Eretz Yisrael, <clears throat> this goes back, I got a call from a woman. She said her son is learning there for the year. I happen to have known his Rebbe. He gave her my number. She said, can you please, you know, work with him? She came from a very, very, very Hasidish background. They came, they were a very, very insular community. She said, this boy, though, is going out and doing his own thing. Wasn't so far, wasn't so bad, but uh, to her, it was, it was unacceptable. And she kept saying this, this one line. Whenever she really wanted to vent the frustration to me, she always said to me, and I talked to him and he says, yeah, everything is cool. Everything cool, 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 cool. He always says cool. I hate that word cool. Mommy, do you think this is cool? I can't stand the cool. And we're talking. And she, she told me he's very into the way he dresses. And, and it broke her the way this kid would dress. Finally, I'm working with the boy for a while. I'm working with her, I'm working with the parents. And we kept hitting this brick wall where she just, she just couldn't get to the point of saying, I'm going to accept him as he is right now and then build a relationship with him. And then, sure enough, they come to Eretz to visit their kid. They're walking down the street, they go to a restaurant. And she was telling me the whole time, she's texting me the whole time, I don't want to be in this neighborhood of Israel. I don't want to go to this restaurant. I don't want to. But we're doing it for him. We're doing it for him. They're walking by a store. And the kid looks into the window. And he sees this leather jacket. This beautiful leather jacket. And he turns to his mother and she, she saw it coming. She's like, please don't say it. And he goes, Ma, Tati, isn't that cool? And she says, yeah, I, I couldn't. And they continue walking. And she says, Rabbi Ben Shushan, I don't know what came over me. You see, I have no idea what came over me. But I decided that's it. This is, this is the moment that I'm going to completely work on myself. I'm going to go against my nature. I'm going to go against who I am. I'm going to go against my instinct. I'm going to go against everything. She told her son, she told her husband, I actually forgot something in the restaurant. Go to the car and pick me up outside. She goes into the store. and She buys the jacket. They bring him back to Yeshiva. They were going back to the airport afterwards. They bring him back to Yeshiva. She hands him the bag with the jacket in it. And she says, Sadek, I just want you to know. And she told me before this. She said, oh, I, I, when, I was in, when I was in Gula without him, I saw all these things I wanted to buy from him. There was a tilim there, and there was a set of svarim, and there was, I was going to put his name on it. I said, please, please, don't. And the whole time she was there, she's like, but I want to buy him something. And I said to her, so buy him something. That's not for him. That's for you. 
buy him something. And she said, that was in my head. And Mama, one day we were walking by, I was like, that's it, I'm going to do this. She said she, he took it, he shrugged. He went inside. He hugged, said goodbye. She left. Now, by the way, I could sit down right now, and if you don't get why, that's a killer story. I'm sorry. This one happens to have a happy ending. His Rebbe calls me up, and he says, Yossi, you're in the neighborhood. I lived right there. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, I need you to come by. I come by. As I walk through the hallway, I see this boy walking down the hallway, and he's wearing the jacket. It's the dead of heat. He's sitting there wearing this jacket. I see him as I'm walking by. I say, Srilchik, looking sharp. That is a jacket. I've seen this kid smile a few times when I made jokes, but not more than that. And I was looking at the jacket because I knew about the jacket, so I was focused on the jacket. I said, Srilchik, that is a nice, sharp jacket. And then I looked up at him, and his face was beaming. And he says to me, yeah, my mommy got this for me. And I said, I tried not to cry. I said, Srochuk, don't tell any of the girls in town that. It doesn't, it's not the best. Uh, you're doing good, though. I walked by him. I went into the office. There's Rebbe. And he said to me, I have no idea how this happened. I said, I know the jacket his mother told me. It's amazing. He said, no, not the jacket. He goes, Yossi, come here. I want to show you something. The boys were all outside playing basketball. We went into Srilly's room. Srilly is a very non-expressive kid. He was very embarrassed that he still had an accent he wouldn't talk a lot. He was very afraid of people knowing too much about him. He had nothing hanging in his room. It was a bare, clear bed, a few small belongings, and so. Walk into this room. His Rebbe points to the head of his bed, and I almost missed it. I said, what? And I look. It was a little post-it note little post-it note on the wall of his bed, taped to the wall of his bed. He said, read the note. I bent over and I looked at the note. And I know the note that this mother wrote to her child before this. Here is a set of Tehillim. I hope you use it well. Here's a picture of the Rebbe. I hope he inspires you. This note read a little different. It was much shorter than the Megillus she normally wrote to him. It said a few short words. Enjoy the jackets, really. 
because you're the coolest kid I know. There's no question in my mind that I just got fired from a case. I had no more need. There's nothing else I could do. The beautiful part is that when I spoke to the mother afterwards, I said to her, and I want you to be honest with me. How amazing did it feel to give him that jacket? And she said, Yossi, it was the most liberating moment of my whole life. Because I let go of trying to control every aspect of this. And I just loved him. We're not going to all get to have the Hallmark moment story. But we can all put this into practice. But it starts with us. Be the coolest person you know. And tell yourself every single day. You're the coolest person you know. Now what a neighbor thinks when they see you walking on Shabbos with that kid won't matter anymore because you're the coolest person you know. What as Manal said doesn't matter anymore because you're the coolest person you know. What plans didn't work out doesn't matter. What anxieties come, what stresses come doesn't matter because you're the coolest person you know. And if you're the coolest person you know, you're going to be the coolest person your kids will ever know. My Rabbi, Rabbi Berkowitz, when we used to go out to Kirov, he used to tell us all the time, the greatest tool you're going to have in Kirov is to fully believe it yourself, is to fully be deep in it yourself. Our children can never love themselves if they are constantly looking at parents who can't stand themselves either. We need to take care of ourselves. We need to build ourselves. So many parents say the line to me, I'm fine, everything's fine, I just need my kid to be okay. If you're not happy with a cup of coffee, you're not gonna be happy with the yacht. Your kid could be fine and you're still gonna feel that way. We need to go first. We need to be okay first. We need to be happy first. We need to be full of love first. We need to be connected to the Rabbeinu Shalom and have Amuna first. We need to go first, and then our kids can follow. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.